0: visit sonobello.com slash save. sonobello.com slash save. That's sonobello.com slash save. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores, so stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Calling all detectives. When a music writer died violently, the only clue was a scrap of paper with some musical symbols. A musical key to murder. That is the situation on this page from my casebook. The casebook of Jerry Browning, private detective. Take it from me, Jerry Browning, private detective. Solving a crime is like playing music. You've got to start with the right key. A man who walked into my office was fat, 50-ish, and agitated. Mr. Browning, I'm Guy Ritchie, the music publisher. I nodded. I know who you are, Mr. Ritchie. saw your picture in last night's paper. You're the man Alan Avery worked for. Committed suicide, shot himself right in your office, didn't he? Suicide, my eye! The papers and the police can call it that, but I'm not holding still for it. Alan Avery was a top-top man in my staff. I paid him a fat salary and a percentage on royalties. He's written a lot of hit tunes. He's made a lot of money. I know he's never been in debt, so that rules out that angle. What about his health, emotional status? Never sick a day in eight years I've known him. Emotionally, well, maybe a little moody, temperamental. You expect that in a songwriter. But believe me, Browning, Alan Avery wasn't the kind of person who'd take his own life. Yet the evidence, Richie threw out a pudgy hand. Evidence my foot! The police face a suicide theory and the fact that Alan just wrote a torch to him. I can't face my heart. The next line is, unless you say yes to my arms. Clever, huh? But right away everybody figures it's a farewell note, especially since he and his wife separated about a month ago. Why, even that was about patched up. You see, she's a classical musician and her temperaments clashed a little. But now, Browning, here is an important thing. He reached into his wallet, fished out a scrap of paper. On it was scribbled five lines, the treble clef, and the musical symbol of a sharp on the top line. That was found below Allen's body. I think he left it as a dying message, but the reporters and the cops only laughed at my idea. Browning, as sure as I'm sitting here, this is the key to Allen's murder. With nothing more than a scrap of paper to go on, I was hired to prove that what looked like suicide was actually murder. I told Richie that before I investigated the piece of paper with its musical symbols, I wanted to talk to Mrs. Avery. Richie gave me her address, said I was to handle the case any way I saw fit. Then he told me why he was willing to hire a private detective. Alan Avery helped make my success. He came to me eight years ago with that song called Do You Remember November? I published it, it was a hit, and I was big time. And this last tune, I can't face my heart, be another smash. I kind of figure I owe something to Avery. I drove away, thinking that after all, there are some nice people in the world. And after I met Mrs. Avery, I was practically convinced of it. She was tall and slender, with a kind of silvery blonde hair that ought to look awful good behind footlights. She told me that there had been a reconciliation between her and Alan. And she had intended to give up her career as a harpist with the Granton Concert Orchestra Group. Only she'd made a decision too late to stop her husband from doing away with himself. And this was interesting. Mrs. Avery, professional name Francesca Sutton, believed Allen had committed suicide. I showed her the scrap of paper. Francesca puzzled over it for a minute, then handed it back with a sad smile. In her opinion, it was meaningless, just a sample of a musician's doodling. I drove back to my office, brooded over that scrap of paper. Then I went to the Eolian building. The guy Ritchie seemed a little surprised to see me. You're a fast worker, Browning. What have you got to report? Not too much, Mr. Ritchie. I've analyzed this bit of paper for every possible meaning. And with your cooperation, we'll try some tests. Look, these symbols, the lines, the sharp, and the treble sign, what do they mean to you? Why, the key of G, of course. That's what they mean to me, too. So, let's have it, Mr. Ritchie. What, Browning? I don't know what you're talking about. The key, Mr. Ritchie, the key. Your first name is Guy. That means the initial G. Therefore, the key of G. Get it? Hey, that's mighty clever. Could be I hold the key to, well, the safety deposit box I shared with Alan, eh? Slick detecting, I call it. Only I don't have any keys except for my office, my car, and the house. So what's next, Mr. Browning? Well, I put my brain into reverse and came up with another little gem of reasoning. These musical symbols are also known as characters. And the whole drawing could be interpreted as a staff. Maybe with the last of his strength, Alan was trying to tell you it was some character on your staff who's the killer. How about it, Mr. Ritchie? Anyone here fit the description? Ritchie grinned. Browning, everybody on my staff is a character. But wait, I'll let you see for yourself. He pushed some buttons on his desk. The door blew open and his staff members came in. Ritchie was right. They were characters. His secretary was a cute little gum-chewing hepcat. According to her, she could dig that I was strictly gone, but she was no square either. Someday she'd be a BTO, too. English translation, big-time operator. I shook the fog out of my brain and went to work on the next candidate. This was Richie's lyricist, a lad named Thorpe. I'm sure he even fought in rhyme. Avery muttered, well, I can't imagine why. Don't look at me, I've got an alibi. Was that the Connor House for dinner left there at eight? Went to a movie, and you can prove it by my date. That's how it went. One weirdy after another, and each with an unshakable story, a strict accounting for the time in which Avery died, and no reason for killing him. My face was as red as a poll taker's the day after election. I left the Aeolian building, stood down on the street, still staring at that scrap of paper. Suddenly I had it. The symbol for the key of G was F sharp. I was so engrossed in my latest information that I didn't see the boy on the bike until it was too late. It was a Western Union messenger who'd run into me. I picked myself and came up. He was not happy. Why don't you throw your blame in someplace else, mister? If you knocked me out of the street under a car, I'd be playing a hot boy now. Then it really hit. I yanked the bill out of my pocket, tossed it to the boy, and was in my car and nothing flat. I found Mrs. Avery, also known as Francesca Sutton, at her apartment and surrounded by half filled suitcases. Right on top of one of the cases was a fat bundle of securities. Figuring on leaving town, Mrs. Avery? She didn't have to answer. The look on her face was guilt in large letters. You knew I'd figure it out finally, didn't you? The F for Francesca, and the sharp symbol, S for Sutton, and H-A-R-P, Harp. That scrap of paper named you as your husband's killer. Let's go, Mrs. Avery. You're under arrest for murder. She fought it for a while but the evidence against her was too great. All that stuff about a reconciliation was nonsense, intended to lull his suspicions until she could set the stage for murder in order to get over $20,000 in securities that he owned. She'd walked into Avery's office, shot him, and taken the securities, certain that the death would be considered suicide. But as he was dying, Avery penciled that scrawl. In the end, it sent her to the chair. Like I said, the real key to a crime is always evident even though it may at first sound like a wrong note. Listen next time to Calling All Detectives. Mystery drama, mystery quiz, and a chance for you to match wits with yours truly, Jerry Browning, Private Detective. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors, about bundling your home and auto.